Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. I'm Lisa Stockdale. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. Today, our topic is going to be advanced directives, the importance of advanced directives. I think you know what they are, but maybe you don't. So we'll give a little definition of what an advanced directive is all about. And then we're going to talk about how very important it is to put them in place. And I have a guest with me um, to help us have that discussion, Dr. Annette DeCorez. Did I say your name right? You sure did. Yay, I finally got it right. From Guided Patient Services. And um, you consider yourself and you are a patient advocate. I am. Let's start by talking about what that means. Um, it means a whole lot more than it did just a week ago. Um, <laughs> uh, recently, the national organizations have decided to uh, board certify uh, patient advocates. Oh, and good. that exam was given its inaugural um, undertaking uh, during the month of March. So now those patient advocates who are practicing in um, not only the United States but in Canada are encouraged to seek their uh, board certification so that across the board we've got some uniformity to what that means. Is it required or encouraged? It is encouraged. Okay. And it will be asked that moving forward that only those particular, um, that only that designation be used moving forward to declare yourself as certified in any way. Yeah, that's good. It is. That's it's good exciting. for the consumers. Um, and just so everyone is clear, because we say doctor and that can mean a whole lot of things, mm-hmm. but you are a medical physician. I am. I'm an internist. Uh, I still am licensed but um, I've chosen to no longer practice. So um, I'm not able to help people in the capacity of treating or advising medically, but everything else that a physician can do, I have the pleasure of now doing with. And talk to us about what that is, because people probably only think physicians do the one thing. And too many physicians maybe only do the one thing, which is, you know, give Mm -hmm. medical advice. But Mm -hmm. there's another component to this. There is. I think it's, it's, kind of I do the softer side of medicine now. So the explanations, the translation, understanding what is happening to you, to your body, what's being asked of you um, as far as treatment, diagnosis, procedures you're to have done, medications you're to take. I'm able to step in and and help people make sense of that and empower them to um, carrying out whatever is necessary. So you actually attend doctor's appointments with your clients. I do. Um, doctor's appointments, hospitalizations, ER visits, you know, not everything is that uh, critical or, or urgent. Um, other times my clients are people who are in a, an assisted living or a skilled nursing facility that either do or don't have family here. And mm-hmm. they want that additional uh, kind of boots on the ground to be able to keep family in the loop. Yeah. Or when family goes out of town, um, able to step in and, and fill their shoes. It's another layer of support. It is. Much needed. Much needed for many of our um, seniors and elderly. And how long have you been doing this? I am in my fourth year. So I started in 2014. So you're a keeper. I'm a keeper. You didn't do it for 12 months and quit. I did not. I'm (laughs) in it for good. And um, actually, our next few podcasts are going to feature you. Um, I interviewed you on my old radio program, Senior Mm -hmm. Agenda, 
and um, just came to appreciate your philosophy and your approach. And even then, I was hearing wonderful things everywhere I went in the community about you. Um, our community is Central Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, and the surrounding areas. And since then, I've had an opportunity to work with you or share some mutual um, clients with our home care and our home care concierge agency. And continue to hear rave reviews so well, thank you um i can say that if you need these kind of services contact annette and how would they do that um i, I encourage people to call me i think a lot of people are reluctant to call um they can email me go through the website which is uh, www.gpscolumbus.com and there's a form on there and you can just put whatever contact you'd like me to use to reach out to you. But okay. I would like to encourage people just to call me. They're always afraid they're going to get someone else. You're going to get me. I'm, I'm the only <laughs> one who's going to answer the phone. If by chance I don't, leave me a message and how you'd like to be contacted back. But I'd like to have the conversation because there's so many people I can help um, that go beyond that little description we gave of my services that I'd much rather have the opportunity to speak with them and decide how I might be able to insert myself in their current situation. And if I can't help, I oftentimes know people who can. I was going to say, and I'll bet you are a big resource to I am. people. I like to think so, I am. So um, what number should they call? 614-981-5951. Perfect. Well, thank you for being with us today. I'm pleased to um, be here. And we're going to talk about advanced directives. Just in case somebody doesn't know what that means, what mm -hmm. does that mean? Um, it can mean a, a couple of different things. I think advanced directives kind of breaks down into living wills and then also would include the designation of a medical power of attorney. And I think I'll start with describing that power of attorney because okay. I think there's a lot of confusion around that. There is. People will say, well, I have a power of attorney. It's my son or... You know, it's my spouse and um, a power of attorney or a financial power of attorney or a legal power of attorney allows uh, someone to um, step in your place and make those sorts of decisions, just like it describes legal decisions, financial decisions. But when it comes into the realm of health and um, hospitalizations and physicians, then you're going to need um, a medical power of attorney or a health care power of attorney. And you may not trust the same family member or friend mm -hmm. for those different kinds of directives, That's right? Correct. I think about my, I'm the eldest of four, and one of us would be very good with finances. It ain't me. <laughs> one of my brothers would get that designation. But when it comes to the medical stuff, mm -hmm. I'm sure I would be the best choice. Mm -hmm. So You need to give it some thought. You don't need to give it so much thought that it hinders you from actually ever getting around to making the designation, which is what I think a lot of don't people do. Don't think yourself out of it. <laughs> right. And I always encourage people to have a backup. Yeah. Because um, that person is going to need to be not necessarily in person, but uh, readily available should the time ever arise. Right. And sometimes that one person you've chosen may have their own health crisis or, or just not be available at the time you were. Well, and true story, um, uh, friends of our family were the mother and daughter are recently in a car accident together. Mm -hmm. And guess who they had designated mm -hmm. as uh, medical power attorneys for right. each other? <laughs> right. So, yeah, something to think about. Have mm -hmm. a backup. Yeah. So that's one of the essential pieces. And then I think people are more familiar with, with the living will and end of life care issues. And yeah, that's the, the do not resuscitate or no chest compressions or no intubation or no artificial feeding. And um, that's something that needs to be addressed. Again, people 
need to understand what they're saying, yes or no, or maybe two. They also need to understand that once you make that decision, it's not irrevocable. Yeah, you, you can change your mind. You sure can. Are those, so you can tell I'm a, a, a marketer, are those line item type decisions or is it a blanket decision that you make with a single do not resuscitate then all those things you just named fall under that category? That's just it. I, there are some attempts at a uniform form and maybe at the end of the show, if we've got time, I can give some of the websites where you can find them in the state of Ohio. I always like to caution people that if you winter in Florida or Arizona, or perhaps you lived with your family um, in another state and you've now moved here, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily, I don't know what the legal term is, but they don't necessarily hold uh-huh. um, in a different state. There might not be reciprocity. So always make certain that whatever you've filled out and you're feeling comfortable that you had it in place, make sure it's a, it's still effective in the state that you now find yourself residing in. Mm-hmm. So if you're a snowboard, snowbird, as they call it, if them, you're right? snowboarding, you might yeah, need your snowboarding <laughs> in Colorado. Um, you, you might have one for Colorado. You might have right. one for Florida. You might right. have one for Ohio. Exactly. If you, if you live in all those mm-hmm. different states, but to or your, if you move. Yeah. But to your question, there are forms that are, can be as simple as you want. Um, there are forms that can be as unique as you'd like to make them. Um, I heard somewhere in my reading where there was someone who had joked with their family, I don't ever want to be wheeled in front of the Wheel of Fortune or the Price is Right. And there are places that have blank, you know, there are forms that will have blank pages and you can put any additional, you know, I do not like such and such soup. Do not feed it to me. I do not want <laughs> right. to have, you know, I'm not someone who enjoys the following things. And so hopefully as we move on today, I think that it'll become very apparent that this isn't as scary as we make it out to be. It really is a kind of self-discovery and then sharing that self-discovery with the people around you. So, Yeah, and, and automatically I think of the benefit to that just in case you develop dementia or Alzheimer's. Um, it will be helpful if somebody knows what your preferences are um, before you can't tell them. That is, um, I hate for that to be the first thing out of the gate, but when I do have clients that are new to me and part of the um, issues that they're bringing to me are question of dementia or sure. mild dementia, um, that is one of the things that we talk about right away mm-hmm. is that I think it's so important not only for the, the client who may have the dementia, but just as important to their family that those wishes be that individuals and you need to kind of grab those ideas and those thoughts. And most importantly, not just the ideas, you need to get them down on paper yeah. while that person is still really able to make that habits of the heart. Some of it will go to that and then mm-hmm. some of it will be preferences, but it, it reminds me of an elder that we were having trouble. She had transitioned to an assisted living and we couldn't get her to eat mm-hmm. and um, her, you know, she was failing because we couldn't get her to eat. She was starving herself. And when we figured out that it was because we weren't allowing her or encouraging her to pray before that was the whole problem as soon as we started having a little prayer with her before the meal Mm -hmm. she ate that was a habit of Mm -hmm. the heart that she had done her whole entire life and in her mind's eye until you do that Mm -hmm. you don't eat so how how valuable that would have been yes and now is moving forward to have that down somewhere written and, and documented exactly Are there any other examples of advanced directives that we would want our audience to think about besides the ones you've mentioned? Um, 
you know, some of the other items that, that kind of come hand in hand with this is when you fill out this medical power of attorney, I don't think people realize that it then, um, unless you stipulate otherwise, it allows that person to receive medical information on your behalf. It allows you to speak with the insurance company. Um, so there are some feasibility issues that are made so much easier if this has been done in advance. Yeah. Um, for sure. We don't, we, we see those conversations in the hallway, <laughs> in the hospitals, in the nursing homes, and that's not where they should be no. taking place. No, it, um, definitely. And plus you're stressed out. Right. You're, you're overwhelmed and you're not thinking clearly. Your, your, yeah. your emotion is rolling the day at that yeah. point. I think there are too many people that, that, that put it off or they say, I'm going to wipe my hands of it. And I just try and, and stress upon them. This is not, something you want to leave to your children, this indecision or, or uh, enacting inactivity yeah. on, on such a matter. This is really, I wrote a blog at one point, it was called that this is actually a gift that you can give to your family. It's a huge gift in mm-hmm. um, just making these simple designations and making your wishes known. It, it, it doesn't have the siblings out there mm-hmm. trying to extract from their memory of you, which again, our kids don't know us quite like we necessarily are that they really felt a lot of stress at a time when they were stressed, they were losing or, or they had a, a loved one, their parent in crisis. And now they're trying to sort this all out. It just really is so wonderful if you can have this all done in advance. Indeed. I mean, again, I think of my own family, I can guarantee you the four of us all think mommy's going to want something different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if we haven't asked her, we could all four be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us may hit it. And I love this idea of it being a gift because it really, it's the gift of peace of mind, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have to hope you got it right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know you got it right. And I love the the fact, too, that you said, and you can change your mind, Mm -hmm. you know, so be sure it's updated. If changes happen that are important Mm -hmm. for you to document. And keep that designated, those designated people, just like in your will, you need to keep that up to date because if you had designated a neighbor or a friend or a sister and they themselves, maybe their life circumstances have changed and they're really Mm -hmm. not in a position that they could fulfill that role that you had in mind for them, you know, it's time to pick someone else. Yeah, makes sense. Great advice. Thank you for sharing. So the takeaway should be... Now is the opportunity. If you're here, if you hear the voice, the sound of my voice, you still have opportunity to make these decisions. Make them now when you, um, you know, have everything at your disposal, and it is an absolute gift to your family member and friends. Um, Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.